happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to CAHS Daily. And we are joined by a very special guest, chem teacher and Bigfoot expertise, or expert, excuse me. <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary, that's the word I was looking for. Mr. Richie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? How's everyone out there? Oh, we're great. doing great. We're doing great. Living life. Good, Mr. Richie. We feel like, uh, you know, all the guests, all the faculty guests before you have been kind of a warm-up. Oh, jeez. Uh, so that we could get our grounds. And now we feel like we we landed an A-lister this week. So we're excited. Oh, my God. You haven't put the pressure on with that one at all. Not like a gas in a sealed vessel that's being heated. <laughs> Something tells me Bodum has no idea about what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, I I kind of know what he's talking about. I like that they assume I do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mr. Ridgey, what have you been up to? Have I you- have been good. Uh, you know, been pretty busy with the remote learning, uh, as as I'm sure all the teachers have been, and the students for sure. Uh, it is, it is not what we signed up for. I will say that. And, uh, uh, I enjoy parts of it. I've learned an awful lot about technology in this time, but, uh, but I sure miss the kids. And, uh, so most weeks I'm just busy most of the day. And then I make sure that, uh, I get out pretty much every day doing something, taking a drive out, taking a walk somewhere, uh, really trying to get into nature. And uh, I actually had a big uh, Wild America Day yesterday uh, with that, but it was pretty awesome. Nice. There you go. <laughs> cool. Nice. Mr. Reggie, I, I am wondering um, if you... <laughs> it, uh, so the, of the four hosts right here, yeah. me, Albright, Alex, and Mitch... Um, who have you missed the most during quarantine? <laughs> Who have I missed the most? Probably Alex. You know, I, I <laughs> being, being that we've never had a class together. Never had a class together, most. never had a study hall together. I would guess that it was Alex, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I missed all of you. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun uh, when we do get to connect. I know uh, we have the faculty meetings for for Ben and Beth, and uh, I had a little fun in the last one with the uh, uh, the, the, the snap camera. So somehow, somehow, someone sent me the link on how to put snap camera on, and uh, that has been, I think, Miss Barron's worst nightmare. And uh, so, so I will be a new creature in every faculty meeting that I can be. But I miss the students the most. I miss the students the most, and I know Mitch. I I don't have you in class this year, uh, but I did have you the previous two years, and uh, and it was wonderful having you in class. And uh, I did want to take this moment and just give you a big thanks. I know you stopped into my classroom on that. I don't know if it was the official last day, but it was one of the last days there, and uh, you gave me that little Sasquatch action figure, and that was about the best gift anyone could ever give me. That was awesome. <laughs> and he has been uh, traveling with me whenever I go on my hikes, and I'm trying to come up with some good pictures uh, with Sasquatch throughout northern Vermont. <laughs> oh, that's what, thank you, Mr. Richie. I, I really appreciate that. Yep. So thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, that's you. awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Sasquatch is finding a 
finding some, his way around. So yes. I'm sure. sure and he's, he's actually, having... we, we go quite often. In fact, we were up there today, uh, up your way, up in the islands. Uh, oh, wow. We, we head up there all the time. We absolutely love it up there. Uh, who knows? Maybe someday buy a house up there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the old North Hero campground that's abandoned. Yes, what that an is a cool place. Awesome place, but creepy too if you start creepy, walking around. Creepy, but super cool. Yeah. 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 So, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I really thank you very much. I really yep. appreciate that. So, <laughs> but, hey, dude, that was a hard side. Why don't you get us into our Rankum segment? But you got to explain to Mr. Richie what the segment is. All right. So one of our new segments we're doing now is called Rankum, where we give you a topic, uh, and you have to rank your top two and your least favorite right. of whatever the topic happens to be. And so today our Rankum's topic is going to be childhood cartoons. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're all, we'll all go around and give our top two and our least favorite childhood cartoons. All right, and there will be debate because Bodwin is always wrong. So don't don't be afraid. <laughs> he's, to he's usually wrong. One, I am not the one who said artificial banana was a great flavor last. That time. is true. That, that's true. With me. That yeah, is well, true. We all disagreed. That's Albright, true. Albright, if your be- if Maureen jumped off the London Bridge, would you jump too? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Maureen probably. Yeah. Mr. Richie, what are before we jump into this? What are your thoughts on artificial banana flavor things? Oh boy, uh, I'm trying to honestly. You're you're saying that, and I'm trying to think of the ester that gives that artificial flavor. Uh, it used to be it used to be part of the uh, honors level chemistry. We used to do a lab where they would make that particular ester, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, but but that's the. Uh, it's got a there's something about the artificialness of it that has the hydrocarbon undertaste to it that it's never quite right and uh and so just the smell of it like if you have those oh just like the banana chips the dried banana chips or whatever just horrible yeah. just i oh just oh, horrible. so good so good. I'm with oh, Mr. Richie, I'm with yeah. you. I'm glad that we're, we're on the same Albright, Albright, I don't know how you are team hydrocarbon over there, but I am firmly <laughs> in Mr. Richie's corner. I am cooler than all of you, that's why. <laughs> well, Albright, do you have a, do you want to start? I don't want to start. Coaches? I don't want to start. Well, I only, I only have a top it. one. I don't have my second one yet. You don't have a top I don't. Two. I don't really have a least favorite. I don't think I, I, um, I'll start off on this one. Um, I will go my number one. Granted, there's a lot of really good ones that I'm going to leave off this list. But is it, okay, cartoons. wait, can we, can we like, is this something you like now or has it have to be something that you liked when you were small? I'd say looking back now, something that you still would enjoy watch. Yeah. Like you would still like to this day. Like, if you could only watch two cartoons uh, shows for the rest of your life, what would they be? Yeah. Do they have to have existed when you were small? No. No, no. just like no. the show at all had to exist. Okay, you just said two different things. Well, no, Alex just... just made it confusing. Yes, he did. All right, all right. Just pick your two favorite cartoons and your yes. favorite. Don't go, any, don't go anymore. I, like, I, made it way, I made it way more confusing. <laughs> don't go anymore. Okay. Whatever that means uh, to you. All right, yeah. Mitch, get us rolling. Um, so number one for top, I got to go Tom and Jerry. Just a, just a classic. Um, yes, Mitch. You know, 
They're just like, especially sure. the old ones, man. Like, it, have you it watched was, them? The, you, they're questionable. That's my they're point. So they're, good. they're they're all right. They were from a generation before kids were too sheltered, and I I appreciated that. Okay, Grandpa. So um, <laughs> we've Mitch, established. I'm 100 on board with that. We've Bodwin has already established that I uh I I hold the quote unquote boomer mentality. Well, that was a hardcore um, but, boomer statement. Yeah, that was that was old school right there. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. Even they Mr. Richie like thinks you're a boomer. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't do it like they used to. Let me tell you. Um, but anyways, <laughs> bottom line: Tom and Jerry, old school, so good. And number two, it's a tough one. Um, I'm leaving out SpongeBob. Was a close, but yeah. didn't quite make the cut for me. Um, same with the Flintstones, um, but I'm gonna go with number two, Scooby Doo. You just classics again. Uh, you could a, watch them for days. That's a good one. Still one. relevant now. So, in fact, we are Alex and I were watching uh, yesterday. We're watching Scooby Doo. Um, and as for least favorites, um, Ed and Eddie never got into it. Not never thought it was that great of a show. I don't even know um, what that I'm is. It yeah. was it was just it was just odd to me. It was weird, weirdly done. So I was I was never a big Ed Ed Eddie fan. Fair enough. All right. Um I, I can follow with that. Um Mitch, mine's actually pretty similar to yours. Because you're the same um, age. Like Tom <laughs> yeah, like Tom Okay, well Okay, Tom, Zoomer. Tom and Jerry Tom and Jerry's definitely top like my first and okay, my when was the last time you watched that no i have what? I still what? Have the what cd is... in my house now and my grandmother used to own the cd of all their old classic episodes and i would always watch it when i went up to her house and then she like gave it to me as a christmas present when i was like 7 uh so like that's always been my favorite and then a newer one that's come out actually on netflix that i watched i've watched like 3 times through now is f is for family um that's really good it's kind of like it's like what mitch said about before kids were sheltered kind of thing but it's good newer Lord. in that there's this <laughs> there's this comedian who like it's about him growing up in the 70s and so it's kind of like that same age but it's it's coming out now um and then i also didn't i can't think of one that i really hate but i also kind of agree with ed, ed and eddie where i never really understood where it was ever going whenever i watched it it was I, just that they all had similar names, and that was really it. I never really got it. I want to hop on and give a sleeper pick. It wouldn't crack my top two, but I just thought about it. <laughs> if I had a top three, it probably might be third. Charlie Brown. Oh, like, no. The, that was the, so the, depressing. The no, horrible. The, I never bullying. It is the absolute most bullying. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Charlie oh, Brown I horrible. Oh, all they agreed. do is like... 30 minutes or 29 minutes of absolutely demoralizing and putting people down. And then they supposedly have some little message at the end that's supposed to make it all right. And yep. no way, no way. Yep. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm with you, Mr. Me too. I've never gotten the Charlie Brown appeal. Man. Wow. I was not expecting that backlash. <laughs> They're so mean to Charlie and he just takes oh. it. Oh, so bad. <laughs> That's the teacher in us, though. That's yeah, true. Maybe. That's true. I, I get that. I get that. So, so Mr. Richie, 
would that would you say that would be your least favorite uh no actually it's not of all things <laughs> uh are we ready for my picks here or uh yes yeah, go for it. yeah, I'm ready. All right, so I really like Scooby Doo. That's a I I had not thought of that one when when you first broached the topic. Uh, I've got three that I'm fighting over for my top ones. Two of them are very similar in nature, and we're at a similar point in my life. And uh, you may not have even heard of them, any of you. I don't know. Uh, one of them they've made a live action movie about that was horrible. But the original cartoon for Speed Racer, yeah, absolutely Speed. loved it. And then there was I've also, seen that. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, what that is. It, I think I've seen that. It movie. was it hit me at the perfect age. And there was another one at the same time called Battle of the Planets that uh, I really, really got into. So those are kind of, I guess I'd put them in a similar place. And then the other one I was thinking that I loved was Pinky and the Brain. And uh, oh, that, that's a good one. Yeah, the, that was a really good one. And then my least favorite that I can think of growing up, and it it was coming out a little bit. At, I was getting a little too old for the Saturday morning cartoons when this one started coming out. But uh, He Man, He Man, and the Masters <laughs> of the Universe. That that's your least dis- favorite. Oh, it disturbed me so bad. It was <laughs> bad <laughs> writing, bad cartoon. It was just just heinous. <laughs> I can oh, I can see that I can I, completely see that. I think that. that's like sacrilegious or something. <laughs> it probably is, but, but oh man, He Man, no thank you. Now is Speed Racer the one where he has like the white yep, the mo- uniform? Mo- got, like, red yep. Yeah, oh, Speed Racer I is good. Watching that here movie he and comes, it. here comes Speed here Racer. Comes Speed Racer. Yep. <laughs> 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 those are some solid picks though. i keep thinking of like more and more great yeah there was there's a I lot didn't, of them. there was a like, really was like, really good yeah. uh ultimate spider-man that came on mtv a number of years ago that was really good for a few seasons know, yeah. but huh. i was thinking of um pink panther and looney tunes huh? another two yep. that came to my mind oh yeah for sure pink panther's underrated i would say criminally underrated um but that's a side note <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hear them. Or do you want me? Uh, okay, go? my top pick would be Ninja Turtles. Yep. For Great. sure. Good one. Solid. Um, uh, when I was a kid, I really liked Inspector Gadget, but I also really liked okay. Captain Planet. So I'm struggling with those two. Captain Planet was my one of my jams. Um, and then for least favorite, oh god, I can't like pick one, but the whole era. Like the Ren and Stimpy era of cartoons, I did not enjoy any of those. Like that, I didn't like the animation. I didn't think it was funny. Like, and then there was like a whole sequence of time there where everything was drawn like that, and I just never clicked with any oh, of that. Now, now I've got to ask you: similar time frame, Beavis and Butthead? Oh God, no! Oh, I love oh, Beavis. Beavis and I love Beavis and Butthead. Okay, but I, but if you like, I have to admit that I do fun. not like. I do not like South Park, Beavis and Butthead. Like, and I don't think it's funny. So, like, all right, I know, I know. What about what, okay, what about like South Family Park. Guy, Simpsons, King of the Hill? Family Guy and Simpsons, yeah. King of the Hill, I don't dislike, but I don't love it. But I do think Family Guy and Simpsons are funny because there's a cleverness to the funny there, whereas the other ones, I, like South Park, is just stupid. No, no. Yep. There is some serious Wait, attention to detail so in no. South Park. I want to jump yeah. in. I want to jump in now. So funny. Because it's related to. Oh what God. You said. Um, 
So my number one is Scooby Doo. Yep. Yep. Um, I think Scooby Doo is genius. It's been around for like sixty years, and every year you see a new season of TV or a new movie or an animated movie or real people movie. Like it's just it's it's it has stood the test of time more than like any show that I can really think of. Um, the fact that it was popular in the seventies, and I think what in two weeks Warner Brothers is releasing a movie that was supposed to be in theaters called Scoop. <laughs> Um, so Albright, you'll, you'll probably be yeah. watching that. Um, so Scooby-Doo for me is definitely number one. I could, if it was on TV right now, I'd throw it on. Hey, um, man. Like, no, thanks. But... <laughs> 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 Mr. Richie, I kind of want to have you do it. <laughs> I hope I can do them all. <laughs> I uh, I just I love the show. I love it. And uh, number two for me is uh, I don't know if any of you will know this, but Recess. I yeah, What's I like Recess. Recess. I've never I've never heard it's of it. It's a '90s cartoon. That one's good. Yeah, it's it was a Disney cartoon. It was just like these six kids that. Um, it was a Disney cartoon, that, but it know. was on like local network Saturdays because I didn't get any of yeah. those channels, and I watched that. Like Recess and yeah, it was on ABC. Yeah, so my other ones, like the Nickelodeon, I, I liked Hey Arnold, Rocket Power, SpongeBob, and Doug, and Wild Thornberries, and I just like couldn't pick one out of all those, so I just didn't pick any of them. But Rocket Power, Alex and Mitch, you would like Rocket Power. You know one uh, that I just thought of? <laughs> Courage of the Cowardly Dog. Great cartoon. Great cartoon. I, actually, I never really – that was always on when I would like flip, flick the TV on. And none of the like the cartoons that I actually liked were on, except for that, and I never really got it. Well, Courage the Cowardly Dog was kind of it was weird, I don't know that one. but it was good. Yeah, it was really trippy. It was, just, it was like, really some trippy. Hairless dog in like a house in the desert, and I yes. never like it was just so creepy. And there was and a weird. lot of really supernatural. It was almost like a kids horror movie is the best way I can describe Baldwin it. Baldwin didn't give us his least favorite. Oh, oh yeah. So my my least favorite, I almost went. Yeah, I was just I that was so that bad. <laughs> that was a terrible show. Um, but my least favorite animated show by far is yes. South Park. I hate but that's not a kids' why? cartoon. This is why we're good so, teammates. That's like some <laughs> adult swim. I, th- I was about to say I thought we were doing kids. We cartoons. were, but we like if we're doing there. every cartoon, my list is different. Oh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch F-, F is for family. My second pick is not a kids' cartoon. <laughs> Oh, really? I've never heard. So, Mitch, oh, it, let me well, just explain. Do you, know, <laughs> Mitch, do you know who Bill Burr is? They aren't going to let you talk. Okay. He's, yes, he's, they will. He's the main voice. <laughs> okay. They're, these South Park fans won't let me describe uh, <laughs> why it's a terrible show. So, South Park is a terrible show because, like Albright said, uh, I so I think Simpsons is kind of funny, and I think Family Guy is really funny, but... Um, I but again both of those are like smart humor and South Park I feel like is like how can we be so ridiculously inappropriate and swear as much as we can and make as many inappropriate comments and like but but that's that would be fine if if it's like for a purpose and for me it just feels like it's a stupid show that tries to be outrageous for the sake of being outrageous the animation and that's why bothers we love me it. The voices bother me. Like I just, I but think it's, it's not. It's not funny. Know. It's just crass. I I will say with some South Park, I've I've 
kind of chuckled at a few things, but uh, I think there's some low hanging fruit that the writers for that uh, shoot toward. I'm probably getting way too analytical on this, but but but, no, but they hit it. a topic that is pretty outrageous that's going on current events wise. Whether it's the Mormon religion or you know, and people are probably thinking of that episode or something, and and then they just kind of cave into all of the stuff that goes with it. So I do think that there's some interesting political commentary that they're saying with some of their episodes, but, but it's low hanging fruit and it gets lost in, in the garbage that I think some of the rest of it is. Mm-hmm. But that's, but that's probably that's, pretty that's analytical there. So sorry. <laughs> but that's no. why we appreciate you, Mr. Richie. <laughs> yeah. I, Mr. Richie's is the only opinion on this I respect because he actually had decent facts. <laughs> Whatever. So, I, I, I don't will, know if there were I facts will, with that. Well, it was it was an argument. It was an argument. It was an argument. <laughs> so it's something now, that I can at least respect. Got to be honest though, if I knew, I'm gonna edit my list slightly. Again, two A and two B, <laughs> because if Family Guy is an option, then Family Guy is tied with Scooby Doo for a second because. Well, that's what I was trying to clarify at the beginning because there are different like categories of there's adult cartoons and childhood cartoons. Yeah, I just wanted to go off on South Park, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no, Mr. Richie, I think you're right. I think that's a that's an accurate way to describe it. Um, (laughs) Hey, I have an additional ranking I want to add. So we all talked about Scooby Doo, like we like it. Let's rank our two favorite and our one least favorite members of the Mystery Inc. Gang. All right, the definitive number one is Shaggy, and there is just no, <laughs> not even, I mean, by a mile, and a, actually, it's a definitive one, two, and neither one of them are in any order. It's Shaggy and Scooby, <laughs> like, no, it's it's those two, like, the other three couldn't. You, you haven't given us have... a reason yet, you just keep saying it over and over. Yeah, Miss, I was you just about... say, it's because they're, like, the way they are. And <laughs> I'm getting there, okay, okay. I'm a. St- I'm gonna be majoring in STEM, not English. Give me a break. Clearly, um, um, that's why I but, thought you would have liked Fred. <laughs> um, but no, I'm sorry, you lost my train. Of- lost my train. Of thought. This was, that threw me all off. Anyway, your point-, point of thought was that you were gonna repeat Shaggy and Scooby like seven more times and not. Explain the point. I, the point I was eventually going to get to was that you can't have the mystery machine or scooby-doo without shaggy or scooby-doo you could conceivably have episodes that were good to watch like not as good but good to watch um without velma daphne and fred but scooby and shaggy you just can't do it without them um it's the ultimate dynamic duo of television history and they um they go hand in hand and yeah so you just you can't do it without shaggy and scooby and worst is fred he's pointless He's just kind of a jerk most of the time. Wow. Wow. Fred Fred is like the the jerk older brother that always has gotten everything his whole life, like kind of handed to him. He's got a big ego. I mean, like yeah, I know for a fact, an ascot and he's preppy, but like, come on, give him I, some respect. I know for a fact, Fred bought the mystery she- mystery machine with Daddy's money, and you can't tell me different. <laughs> oh my god. And that's that. Okay, my number one is a pop. Oh, do we do? Well, that's cheating, Albert. Because he's kind of a different character. Yeah. So it's Scooby Doo, but when he was a puppy, that's those are good. 
Well, those are good, but we can't. We have to go off. Of Out the of the main up. cast. Okay, well, fine. Of course, it's Scooby, but I also really like Velma. And Scrappy Doo. That's fair. And I'm with Mitch on Fred. Fred sucks. Come on, guys. Fred's cool. Wait, so wait a I minute. Did, did you just say Scrappy Doo? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want, just wanted to make sure I heard you there. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Scrappy. Scrappy. <laughs> Scrappy's funny, and my daughter likes to yell "puppy power." <laughs> <laughs> I, when we were watching Scooby Doo when I was growing up, whenever we like got to an episode with Scrappy in it, we would often. What? Oh, that's that cold. is cold. Okay, okay. Whatever. You haven't but, heard my right, five-year-old so, yelling so, "puppy power." That would yeah. probably change it. So my number one would be Velma because she's she always knows what's going on. She always figures stuff out, um, and she never gets enough recognition or credit for it. Um, my number two, Shaggy. He's a loyal companion. He takes good care of Scooby. He like he he and I have similar tastes in food. Um, <laughs> true. And, That's so true. And my least favorite character is definitely Fred. I think that Fred is the opposite of Velma. And Mitch, I think you're right. I think Fred personifies that guy that that uh, takes the credit for everything. And he's Fred is like Mr. <laughs> Lang. He like oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, shots he, fired. Department he meeting he, tomorrow. He he's the king of the world. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Richie, you should tell tell Mr. Lang. You know what? I'm just I'm not even going to. I'm just going to start calling him Fred. <laughs> See if he ever picks up on why. Years from now, he's going to be like, why did you start calling me Fred? So I'll ask Ben. <laughs> I, love, I love Fred. You know, That's Fred amazing. And Mr. Lang, they, think, they think they're the king of the world, but you know what? Uh, Velma's actually doing all the work and finding all the mysteries, and they're just yeah. taking credit for it. So, you know. Well, you guys really hate all right. Fred, huh? Jeez. You're it. <laughs> Fred's not in my top two, but like he's still like not a bad guy. <laughs> All right, so uh, here we go. Top two, huh? It's going to be the two that, while the show never gets to it, you know they're going to get together in real life because I've been a teacher for <laughs> way too long, and you know that <laughs> as much as you wouldn't think this would happen, Shaggy and Daphne are the the top. I. <laughs> Far, <laughs> they're going to get married and be happy, and everything's going to be good with them. Uh, I, no, she, yeah, but I, I remember an episode where Fred proposed. Yeah, that Daphne, would never though. work. It would just never work, you know. But Shaggy and Daphne, I could see, and uh, I've always liked those two characters. Velma, probably my least favorite. Uh, what? Velma, Velma yeah, is the ooh sure she put together that. Ooh, there's a bag of flour, and there were flower footprints, and like, you know, like no, now no you could say Velma. that the others didn't figure that out, but I'm not going to give her credit for figuring out those clues. I mean, you know, I only taught forensics a couple of years, but even you know, it's for children, even, right? You know, hey, Mitch, you went through my forensics class, like I you could have figured those those crimes out, right? I mean, it's not like you but, know, uh, but uh. 
let okay. me tell you, <laughs> Mr. Richie, if she yeah, had to do it, she with the Norvitz too, and we yeah, all figured that so, out. If she if, if she had to figure out a blood spatter, she would be completely gone because that was absolutely some complicated stuff. way beyond her. Uh, Fred, I liked Fred. I thought he was, you know, kind of your average whatever. He has the mouthpiece for the group and everything. I will say before I finish talking about this one, uh, I do want to clarify, while I will call Mr. Lang Fred just on principle, I do not in any way, shape, or form think that Mr. Lang represents what you said he did, Mr. Bodwin. I support (laughs) Mr. Lang. He is a good friend of mine, and uh, I think you just don't know him well enough yet. (laughs) Mr. Richie, I have to ask you, who is more mature, the average student in one of your classes or Mr. Bodwin? You know, that's a, it's a tough call because I, you know, it's tough when students ask teachers to kind of talk about other teachers because we truly only see a very minimal snapshot of those teachers in certain situations. You know, I see Mr. Bodwin when he's in a faculty meeting where most of the time we're just sitting there listening or working on something. So it's tough for me to say. I will say that Mr. Bodwin has a wonderful sense of humor. And uh, I think that's one of the things that endears students to him and, uh, and makes him approachable for students. So uh, you are not going to hear me put down any teachers in our school. I think uh, the, the students are, boy, I'm getting maudlin here. I think the students are very, very lucky with the quality of the faculty at Colchester, uh, some really good teachers. <laughs> See, some, sometimes, sometimes wow. I can wow. actually be serious. You know, it's kind of strange, but but sometimes <laughs> I can be. And uh, when it comes to talking about my colleagues, that's that's one of the areas that uh, I work with the best group of people you could ever hope to. So. Mr. Ritchie just had the best <laughs> that we've had wow. so yeah, far. Mr. Ritchie, Albright, Albright and I several times have uh, have shouted out, and Albright uh, is having tech issues, it looks like, but um, Albright and I several times have shouted out our faculty um, during our Laker love segment. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was as good as you could put it right there. That was nice. <laughs> But no, we really do. I mean, every time, Mr. Ridge, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. But every time we have those Zoom faculty meetings, I'm, I'm always just like, ah, I wish I could like, oh yeah, see these people in person and catch up with them. And like, it's yep. been, it's been tough. I mean, students missing students, but also missing, you know, colleagues who, uh, so many of us are. So, so I have to ask so you, and uh, you know, I don't know if Alex, you or Mitch are are doing much of the going to teachers office hours that we've been offering, but uh, they have been pretty sparse from my experience. Not many students are coming into them. And uh, so I'm going to ask you, Mr. Bodwin, have you done the rounds of uh, when you're sitting around with a little free time, just jumping into another teacher's uh, office hours just to talk to somebody? You know, I haven't and I should, because when you did that with mine, that was honestly like, <laughs> well, thank you. Was, was, <laughs> no, like, re- like really though, it was, it was, you know, I, I hadn't had any yep. students show up and, and my wife was at work all day. So I was just literally just sitting alone at my table the entire day. It was, it was nice to talk to you and catch up. Um, 
So I haven't done that with my colleagues. Yeah, it's fun. And and while this is going to be a podcast and just putting this out there to the students, uh, you do not have to stop into office hours for any particular reason. Uh, Literally just stopping in and saying hi. Uh, The teachers miss you just as much as you may miss them, or maybe not, but I'd I'd hope you do. And, uh, you know, feel free to stop in and say hi to any of your teachers, past or present. Definitely a message to uh to spread and you know get behind. So stop in, say hello, yeah. keep the Laker community going. So, so yeah, yeah, that's huge. Hey, Mr. Richie, well, we have you here. Um, other than Bigfoot, <laughs> do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite crypt? Oh man, that, the cryptozoology. Do you have a favorite? Boy, that's cryptid? a that's a real good question because I am a. A huge, huge Bigfoot Sasquatch fan. And uh, any student who knows me knows that uh, before word gets out too much, I don't believe, but I love the mythos. I love everything about it, the little toys, the TV shows and all that. Uh, so Bigfoot is is my guy. And so steering away from any of the Bigfoot-like things, like Yeti or anything like that, uh, what would be my my favorite cryptid beyond that. Um, I think I've got to go back where I kind of got this love old, old book getting in like middle school. They had it in the library of these different tales. And there were a number of stories about Bigfoot in it that, that sparked my interest and the other stories that really, so the Mothman is is right up there for me. I am not a big fan of lake monsters, unfortunately, especially being with our school and champ and all that. Uh, that doesn't really spark my interest all that much, but Mothman and Bigfoot are, are two of the biggies. Mothman, that's a good one. That's a Mothman is a, that's a good wow, one. Wow, that was <laughs> a, a solid pick. That was a heavy sleeper <laughs> that came. Wow. Man. What about Mr. Reggie? Do you what are your feelings on uh, the You know, I think with an awful lot of this stuff, it is I think there's boy, there's I could go on and on. I could do a whole podcast series on this. So uh <laughs> to, to try to make it as Me simple too. as possible, <laughs> I think that there's a whole bunch that goes on. There's a mythos that goes with these things. There's a whole cultural thing. This is a little humanities T-Rev type thing. There's a cultural thing in terms of the unknown. When there is something that's unknown, uh, you create things to fill that unknown, and quite often they are scary things. So uh, one of the biggest unknowns for cultures, if you go back in time, is darkness. Darkness in the woods and the forebodingness of that and the unknown in those woods. And so you get creatures and, and whatnot that are created. And I think there's also the, the whole idea of gods comes from that. Uh, the whole idea of a god uh, comes from that. But anyways, without getting too far into that, I think that there's that. And then if you bring it into the modern times, what I think you see are people who have experiences that they truly, truly believe what they're seeing is a Sasquatch or a Yeti or something like that. Uh, But I think it's a little bit more of their mind not being able to process what they are seeing or experiencing at the time. And our, our brains are built. They are designed to see connections that you already have. And if you already have a mythos of 
a Sasquatch, let's say, uh, that's where your brain is going to go and it's going to fit things into that pattern. Uh, the same thing is true with UFOs and aliens. If you go back before Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the concept of what an alien looked like was very different from what most people think of it today. Um, you know, but Close Encounters came out and had the little gray alien with the big almond-shaped eyes. And now that's what people see when they say that they've seen an alien. Um, so anyways, there's a whole bunch of that. There's also a bunch of uh, Native American legends in terms of, I, I think that there's some trying to scare away uh, the settlers that were the, the, the white people, the Europeans that were coming over. Uh, what better way than to say, you don't want to go into that area because there's these creatures in there. And, uh, you know, so I think that there's some of that with their cultures uh, that has grown in legend over the years. But anyways, I probably took way too long in answering that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, great. That's, wow. Mr. Richie, okay. that's the content we're looking for, to be honest. That was, I, that was incredible. Like, seriously, make a podcast I, and you have at least three I said I've, I've always wanted to do a course wow. on awesome. it, you know, just like that and haunted houses and aliens and, you know, the the real science oh behind God, what's out sick. there and what they really know, the evidence behind what they're seeing. There, there really is, you know, as much as I joke about the Sasquatch and that, I am pretty well read on it, too. I have a pretty good little Sasquatch library and, and whatnot. It is an interest of mine. The science of like mythological creatures would be the most amazing class, Mister Richie. Like you I don't understand. A heartbeat. I would hey, come back if we if we move class. more and more into this virtual world. Once things return to whatever normal is, you never know. <laughs> in terms of courses, that's yeah. probably a college course yeah. somewhere right now. That Mr. Richie, <laughs> I'm gonna audit that class. And just sit there and It'd listen. Be fun. I think the, the best part of that type of class would be the field trips. Because whether you believe it or not, you would oh, have okay. to go out camping and do Sasquatch calls at least once. You'd have to visit a haunted house at least once. You'd have to look for aliens at least once. So the field trips would be tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That'd that be is so cool. Awesome. Mr. Ridgey, can you offer this as a class <laughs> to me, Alex, and Mitch? I, yeah, please. I, I, for the next Mitch week, and Alex, you may have seen it. I think uh, Miss Riley ended up taking it off. But for a long time, when we would do course signups, the, the science teachers had a presentation with all the courses. You may remember flipping through it. And for a long time, I had put in <laughs> a fake semester-long course around that as one of the slides. And uh it's it snuck in there yes, for, for because a long I got, time, and uh, I think they took it out now. <laughs> I got super <laughs> excited about it. Um, it was after my freshman year. I was in ESS, and they were showing all – it's a specific memory I have. They were showing all yep. the new classes for the next year, and they were like, oh, here's a semester-long elective about the science <laughs> of mythological creatures. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh. So, well, that was that was the first of what would be many <laughs> pranks that Mr. Ritchie uh, would ultimately really get me good on. Prior to our uh, renovations in the science department, we had a science office that was central to pretty much all of the science rooms. And I'm, I'm pretty well known for being 
among the first people in the building in the morning. And I would go up to my office and I would start doing some work at my desk. And for a while, Miss Riley was usually the second person in. And she would come on. And the first thing she would do is she would get her coffee mug, fill it with water, because she'd make tea for herself. She'd fill it with water, put it in the microwave, and then she'd go do some stuff while it was heating up. And then five minutes later, she'd come back, get her water, put her tea bag in and, and go on. Well, one day she came in, put her water in the microwave, turned it on and off she went. I jumped out of my seat. I ran to the back office where we have our freezer, got some ice cubes, took her water out of her cup, <laughs> put it back in the microwave filled with ice cubes, sealed it up. She comes back five minutes later. She opens the microwave and here her coffee mug is filled with ice cubes. And she's looking at it for about two minutes. I swear to God, she's just looking at it. And I just looked over at her from my desk and I said, oh, you got to be careful. I think someone plugged that thing in backwards. <laughs> she, 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 she about died. It was, uh, it was pretty good. I'm, I'm exaggerating greatly in the amount of time oh she stared goodness. at it. So if she ever listens to this podcast, I, I exaggerate her response, but it was a pretty good one pretty good prank <laughs> wow <laughs> I love it. I love that it. is awesome that's a good one a great prank with a great punchline yeah. that's a, like a two for one yeah that is that is that is a, that's a double mr Ruggie, i'm just i just can't wait to get back to school in the fall and uh and head up to your room yeah. for halloween because i've missed that the last couple of years hasn't lined up and i gotta i gotta go I got to go see because the students tell me your Halloween is, is a lot of fun. Uh, I've been I've been doing some decorating around the holiday break. I was going to say Christmas there, but the holiday break as well. Uh, getting some lights up. Uh, I actually got in trouble on Twitter with that this year because uh, I put on Twitter a post with uh, all the lights going uh, after school. And in the background, I had the Beatles Let It Be playing. And so I just had a video of, of my room with the lights going around and the Beatles, let it be, let it be. Well, about, oh, probably a week or two before we, we basically got sent home here for this remote learning, I got notified by Twitter that there had been a complaint filed against me by the music company for using let it be in my video and they took it all down. <laughs> oh so, goodness. so, wow. so pay attention to copyrights. Kids. Copyright. It's, it's real. There are, <laughs> there are bots wow. out there looking for that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> so I you got a copyright strike on my Twitter, Twitter and uh, wow. so I've just got to be real careful if wow. I want to keep my Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> legendary that's awesome where does a badge of caution for the students always check your check your copyrights because <laughs> you never know who's looking <laughs> i love it that's awesome well hey mr Richie, we appreciate you joining us today um we do you have any final message for all of our listeners oh, the laker community man. anything oh, like man. that let me think for a minute um I guess I would just leave you with a, a little words of wisdom, if you don't mind. And I would say, uh, yeah, say that as we're, uh, as we're going through this, 
And as we're seeing people kind of, you know, going through extremes of emotions and everything else with this is uh, that real courage is when you know that you're licked before you begin, but you begin anyways and you see it through no matter what. And uh, I'd like to take credit for that, but that's actually a quote that I remember from uh, my favorite book and movie of all time from To Kill a Mockingbird from Harper Lee. So little copyright there. But uh, but I, I would ask that everyone <laughs> just have courage, have faith that uh, we're going to be okay. Uh, we're all going through some struggles with this, and I know some people have bigger struggles than others, but but we're all together. You see that left and right now. We are all together. We're going to make it through this. And we are Colchester strong. And and we're Colchester. We're going to do it. So so thank you for inviting me to come on to this podcast. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I wish you all well. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. It was, it was our pleasure. Thank you. That, that, was, was... that was awesome. Really, thank you. Mr. Richards, always good to talk to you. Always good to talk to you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bodwin. Uh, uh, Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Miss Albright. Uh, Looks like she had some trouble with her uh, staying staying logged in, but I know she's probably listening, and uh, it was great touching base with all of you. Yep. You too. Take care, Mr. Richie. Take care, Mr. Richie. See you, Mr. Richie. (laughs) Talk about, like, an A-plus human being like i mean no words i'm honestly kind of speechless right now so mr like just that was awesome you very glad mr richie took the time to come on for us for sure i yeah, still I mean, wish i had had a class with him when i was like at colchester it sucks that i couldn't have a class with a guy like that for for my laker love i'm definitely uh shouting out mr richie and uh i I think uh, one of the things, so, you know, as a young, as the youngest teacher at CHS, I I definitely, I look up to a lot of my colleagues and try to um, try to emulate things that they do well, try to bring those things to my teaching. And um, I've always looked up to Mr. Ritchie um, as a person and a teacher for a number of things. I think he is one of the most compassionate uh, kind people I know, but I also think he's really good at connecting with students and he's really good at making his teaching relevant and fun. Um, and Mr. Richie's someone who, um, in my first year of teaching AP, he came down and volunteered to be a guest, uh, a guest jury member, um, on some of the trials that we were doing. And at the end of the year, he, um, he gave me a shout out. I can't remember. It was in like a class or a faculty meeting, um, something, something along those lines. And it was like the biggest shot in the arm that I could have had that year um, is when I was a new AP teacher trying to, trying to figure out how to do it um, to, to get a boost of confidence and a really nice uh, gesture from somebody who I really looked up to. Um, so I still look up to Mr. Richie a ton. Um, I just think he's awesome. So he's definitely my appreciation today. And I'm going to completely piggyback off that. Um, I I mean, I shouted out Mr. Richie before on this podcast, and I'm completely going to do it again right now. Because for me personally, um, you know, teachers can play a huge impact on you. Um, 
And Mr. Rishi is definitely one of those for me that played a huge impact on me and um, where I ended up becoming, you know, he took the time this year to write me a letter of rec that helped me get into college and, you know, get to where I am today. But so much more than that, he, t- you know, when I, when I was in class with him, it was just something that you genuinely look forward to during the day. You know, AP Chem is probably one of the hardest and most rigorous AP courses. And Mr. Ritchie made it fun and it was never something that stressed me out. It was never something I was worried about. Um, and not only did I learn a lot, but I gained a lot as a person um, from that class because of Mr. Ritchie and his teaching. Um, and I also appreciate his sense of humor um, because it always made me laugh. So shout out Mr. Ritchie for everything. All right. Uh, I'll take up after that. Um some the kind of group of faculty that um, don't always get recognized as much or don't always get enough love from the student bodies, hands down, like the guidance counselors. Um, we've, I think, Mitch, you might have shouted them out before on the podcast, but like we could never thank them enough for like all they do with like kids who are in need if they ever need help, even like before something like this that we're in now with like mental stuff that they're dealing with or even if they just like need someone to talk to, like they're always there. They're always willing. And uh, Miss Pastori, actually, she specifically wrote um, one of my letters of rec. And a lot of people make, like, they bake cookies and stuff for people who, like, write their letters of rec, I guess. But I'm not a very good baker. So I was, like, thinking really hard of, like, what to do for her. Because if I made her food, it was going to end up being burnt or not taste very good. (laughs) So I was, like, thinking for a really long time, like, what to get her for, like, a thank you, and I never got to give it to her because we're home now, but I got something that works now, but I just wanted to, like, thank her for all, thank all the guidance counselors, but especially her for, like, writing my letter of rec and um, just, like, helping me through high school. That's awesome. I'm going to go back to Mr. Ritchie, I think, just because, um, because I, I think that he's one of those sort of unsung hero teachers that like sort of doesn't get talked about a lot, even though absolutely everybody loves him. Um, And that I think that he's one of those people who's like super dedicated to what he teaches, but also like Mitch, you mentioned, like he manages to make it fun all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I also just appreciate that he has that sort of like quirky pop culture interest side. Um, And one of my favorite Mr. Ritchie moments that I didn't get a chance to ask if he was aware of it, but there was a a rainy day last year where my husband and I went to see Godzilla King of Monsters long after it had come out. And there were three people in the theater. It was me, my husband and Mr. Richie. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It was pretty great. I don't know if he knows that we were way in the back and he was down in front. (laughs) That is amazing. It's a great movie. <laughs> I saw that in theaters too. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Mr. Ritchie is uh, kind of a legend. Everything that you look for in a teacher, he's really like Albright. You said he's he's excellent in his content. He's excellent with kids, and he makes it interesting and relevant. And you couldn't ask for more. Uh, for, and you can ask for a better guy to, for us to work with and for us to have in class. So we're, we're very lucky to have him. And, uh, and with that, everybody, that's going to do it for our Monday show. So we hope you have a great afternoon, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you, see you tomorrow. Guys. Peace.